Good day, everyone, and welcome to episode six of From the Spot. My name is Jaden, and I'm here with Cam and Dylan. In this episode, we're going to cover all things football from the Champions League this week. We are fortunate enough to now have Jonesy, uh, a local footballer who is a, also a Liverpool supporter, joining us for the UCL coverage moving forward. Uh, so a massive, massive welcome to him. Boys, how's your week been since the, since the recent recording? Yeah, boys, it's been real good. Um, now it's good to be back for another little fun episode of Champions League. Um, it's going to be good to cover this with the boys tonight. Um, Jonesy, guess mate, how are you? Hello, fellas. Look, it's an honour to be here once again. And I really hope you guys are pulling up well during lockdown. And yeah, look, I hope you've all had a good week so far. And look, Champions League's back and I'm more than happy to watch it again. It's just so good. Like the Prem's good every week, but Champions League's back. I, think, I, I love it. Yeah, 100%. It's, it's good to finally have the Champions League. I, um, I had today off, so I'm, I'm happy. I was able to get up, watch some, watch some footy. It was some exciting games this morning. Cammy, mate, you would have been happy. I mean, uh, not, but you were. Well, Milan lost, so they put me in a bad mood for the rest <laughs> of the day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's good to, see, good to see some goals flying for City, but uh, yeah, the, 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 Milan, the Milan result ruined me day. No, that's all right. I um, there was plenty of upsets, honestly. Um, this week, I think we should um start to get into it in this, in these episodes. Obviously, we're going to cover all the the English teams, and then we'll move into the uh some of the more exciting games or some of the bigger teams, um, like your PSGs, your Bayerns, your Barca's, your Real Madrid's. Um, so we'll we'll get into it now. I think um we will start obviously with the biggest upset of all. It pains me, but um, boy, young boys. They were, they were, they were, they took it to us. I'll give it to them. They were phenomenal. Um, Jonesy, mate, you can, you can lead us off. What do you think of the game? Uh, look, I think it was like, I didn't expect that. I think no one expected that. I don't even think young boys expected that. Like, <laughs> no. But I think watching, like, what one thing I noticed is the United fan base after the game against Newcastle and Cristiano being back. Like, it was, it, like that was unreal to watch. But, this result kind of brought them back down to earth a little bit, which, and yeah, as much. And I look, Aaron Wambasaka, that changed the game, I think. And it's hard because it's one of those situations where in real time it was a tackle, but when they slow it down, it looks a lot worse than, like, I know you flew in studs up, but I don't know, it's hard. Like, do you send him off? Do you not? And I think with the home fans getting behind the ref, he kind of had no choice, I think. And I will say Bruno Fernandez ball to Cristiano Ronaldo for that goal was that was world class. And like I don't I don't I don't like United, but I rated that goal to be honest. But yeah, look, like young boys scored in the ninety fifth minute. I don't know what Lingard was doing, like that was literally gifted. But I think right now that they're still trying to click as a team as well. So I still got United in me, in me first or second in the group. So yeah, nah, what that's do you fair think, enough. I think um I think this is just one of those things we talked about. Um, like, Ollie got it wrong, tactically. Yeah. Um, yeah like, I don't want to go... Obviously, as a United fan, I don't want to go too far into it, but it's like... We we go 1-0 up. Wan-Bissaka gets the red. I don't personally think it's a red. Um, like, obviously, like you said, Jonesy, it's one of those real-time things, but... And then he goes and he takes off... He takes off um, Donny van der Beek at half-time, brings on Varane, um, plays a five at the back. It's... It was just poor from him tactically. 
Um, Cammy, mate, you'd have been you'd been excited to see this result, that's for sure. Um, oh, mate, I was, I was I was excited to see the result. It was also good to see Ronaldo back in the Champions League with his with his new side. Um, I think uh, Josie, you mentioned just with the whole the hype with the Newcastle game in the Premier League with Ronaldo back. I think they had a lot to sort of live up for, and I think uh, it was it was a surprise, obviously, in the result. But um, previously. You boys have talked a lot about Oli and um, only ever having that plan A. And I think that that game was pretty much the perfect example of, of why it's important to adapt, why it's important to sort of switch decisions up on the fly. And you could, you could tell that that's, in my opinion, that's what ruined United for that game. Yeah, 100%, man. Having, having a player go off and then at halftime taking off Donny van der Beek, which was, I don't think was the right decision. And then taking off Cristiano Ronaldo and also Bruno. Like, is he crazy? At like, one or two, Bill. Yeah, one at one or two. Like, you're taking off your your striking outlet, your main man, and also your creativity. Are we playing for the draw? Or, like, what's he doing? Is, yeah, he that's what I line? thought. That, that's, that's what I meant. I think that he came into the game and he just thought, right, we'll give Ronaldo and Bruno sort of 60, 70 minutes. But, um, and he stuck with it. Yeah, yeah but, and he, he just stuck he with it. But at 1-1, one, one, I think, away from home um, against a team that looked likely to cause an upset after that first 45, really, I think, you, I think you've got to just play for a result there. And if it – you sort of – yeah, you have to change what your original plan is. So I would have liked to see them stay on a little bit longer, but um, I guess it's on to next week. Yeah. Well, that's where you've got to have your plan B and C. You kind of have that plan A. Yeah, 100%. It was like – and then – I just didn't get how he took off. Um, he brought on Martial in the 87th minute. And I was like, well, are you going for the draw or are you going for the win? Like, I was a bit confused by it. Um, end of the day, young boys outplayed us um, as we tried to sit, park the bus. Um, and you can't make any excuses. It's just a loss. Bro, we didn't have a shot in the second half. That's we didn't have a shot. Against young boys, we didn't have a shot in the second half. One thing I want to say is that dropping points to young boys, you still got Atlanta and... Villarreal. Like, yeah, I know. That's hard. Like, that's a big three points dropped. Yeah, I agree. But like, um, like we, it's an artificial pitch, and I don't want to put too much emphasis on it. But it definitely does change the way you play. Like, I think at Old Trafford we're going to batter young boys. Like, I think it's going to be like a four-five nil win. And I'm not too scared of Atalanta or or Villarreal. Um, in my in my personal opinion, like I know. Obviously, like Ollie's not the the best, but I think it's I think it's just going to be it's going to be a tough group to get out of, especially with the the result we had. But I think I think we'll be fine. Um, I think we can beat Atalanta, we can beat Young Boys, we can beat Villarreal. I'm just hoping that that we sack Ollie sort of halfway through the season, like Chelsea did Lampard, and actually bring in a proper manager. Well, that's what I, that's what Ollie said at the press conference. He said that um, you know, yeah, it's three points drop, but I mean, you only need ten or twelve to go through. I mean, it's probably not a good comment to make after just after just losing the opening game. But I mean, if that's his view, then that's his view. Um, we'll move on to the other Premier League side that got a win in that in that first day. Uh, Chelsea over Zenit. That was a that was an important win for them, I think, to open up that group stage. Yeah, one hundred percent. It was it was a good professional performance. Um, Zenit, you know, coming in. Versus the the reigning champs, the uh, the champs that actually want to like go back to back and and really taking it to them, they they could have had a goal there or, or one or two, like it was 
Zenit didn't lay down. They like it was good to see. Um, and you know, props to Lukaku and and the team that that, that he actually started. He, they played well. Yeah. See, I feel is that Chelsea's performance wasn't consistent enough. Like I think, just like they had sixty-seven percent of the ball, and like they didn't really. Like, their attacking threat wasn't there. And I know Lukaku still scored, but they only had two shots of target out of 11 shots of total. And Lukaku, like, Chelsea fans are loving him, but you, I feel like you've got to take into consideration that he scored against Aston Villa, he scored against Zenit, but against Liverpool, he didn't look like getting, like, he didn't look like scoring. That's just my opinion anyway. Yeah, well, it was weird in this game too because most of their chances actually came from that right side with Reese James, him whipping that ball in, trying to fight him. You, like recently, we've seen him playing heaps good dynamic football down the middle, but it seemed like they just wanted to go wide and get that ball to Lukaku's head. And and rightly so, like he's a monster, he's mm. an absolute monster, like physically. Um, but like we've seen that we saw it at United, like Lukaku's, he's good in big games, be very inconsistent at the same time. Um, like you can't expect him to come into every big game and, and score. So I think it'll I think some big games will it'll perform well and he's obviously gonna dominate the uh the teams that, that haven't got the same type of quality like the Aston Villas, his Zenits. but um I think that like like you said, Jonesy, against Liverpool he did struggle. I think that's gonna take some time mm-hmm. for him to, to adjust to. But um I think it, I think at the end of the day Chelsea'd be happy with this win. Um they're rotating quite a bit. Um Kimmy, you mentioned yeah. that they had a lot of depth. Um they're rotating their squad quite a bit, mate. What do you have any takeaways from it? Or oh, it's good to see Chilwell uh, in the side, and he, like included and in getting minutes. I thought yeah. that that was positive for Chelsea too, because I think I said it back in week one. You're not sure what's going to happen once he's fit, especially for the Premier League. Um, but yeah, I mean, you hit the nail on the head, Jaden. They've got um, so many capable players in that squad. It's you know they've got two sides that could that could compete in any league really. So. Um, it's, yeah, I mean, it's it's great. It's 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 great for Chelsea. If you're a Chelsea fan, yeah, and you've just come off the back of that, the start from the Premier League and that start in that group stage, you're you're laughing really. Cam, I do I do have a question for you. You've just spoken about Chelsea's depth. Like, do you reckon there's such thing as like too much depth, too much depth, and trying to find that team that can balance in the Premier League and, and Champions League? Yeah, I definitely. I think I think I mentioned something similar a couple of weeks ago that. Um, when teams like that have so many players that they can play, it's almost like detrimental to the side when a player sort of comes out in a short-term injury or it lacks game fitness or something like that. Um, it's, it's, it's obviously a good thing because the manager has so many players that he can call upon. But um, at an individual level, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, it makes you play better because you're competing for spots. But, um, yeah, I mean, you just have to wait and see. It's, it's, it's too early to call, but... Um, they're, they're definitely in a good spot, Jaden. Yeah, I I agree for sure. Um, I don't want to like I know some supporters or listeners, sorry, might not get this reference, but it's like it's props to 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 Tuchel because the way I see it when it comes to depth is like if you're a basketball coach and your team is so deep, it's like you got to find minutes for these guys, and it's so hard to find minutes for players when you've got that many depth. It's like you might have a Ben Chilwell sitting there when Alonso's killing it, but um. It's just like, mate, like, how are you supposed to find minutes for him? I just, it's all right. It'd be right. Um, Kemi, mate, um, I know we talked about how you were upset about Milan. Yeah. Um, but City did get a win. 
it was a rather entertaining game, I thought. I was actually excited. That's actually the game I chose to watch this morning. Um, you would have been happy with the result for sure. Especially seeing KDB get in. It was a good Yeah, season. that was awesome. That, that, was probably the, um, that was probably the highlight of the morning, to be honest. Um, seeing him get through his minutes. Um, looked, looked relatively – I mean, he looked like KDB, right? Um, probably still a few weeks to go till he's back to full strength, but um, it, was, it was definitely an uplifting – um, moment to see him come back. Uh, that RB side just never seemed to go away, though. I mean, ever, even, you know, 60, 70 minutes, you're still thinking, oh, you know, is, is this, are we going to take three here or, or what? But um, we're just so good in attack. That's, I mean, that's the problem that team's going to face when they when they play a City team, especially at the Etihad. You know, we're always going to go forward. So uh, I think I think that was what, that was the proving factor there for, for that first game win. Yeah, well, this I didn't expect this result to be honest. I think against Leipzig, like they're normally like a defensively tight team, but in the last few weeks, like a lot of press has been into Man City by not signing a striker, but yet they've scored five goals, five goals, and six goals. And <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. how do you how do you judge that? Like, um, yeah, it's hard. But honestly, one thing I want to add, Jack Grealish, like as much as he plays for City and I'm a Liverpool fan, like I love this guy. He's so yeah. phenomenal to watch. He's in such good form. Yeah, well, talking about how good like their attacking form has been, I feel like in this game, two two of those goals there probably should not have been goals. Um, Ake should have definitely gotten a lot tighter on um the live six striker. He um he he let him get the ball way too easily, and he was so free. Yeah, one hundred percent. I think um like you said, Dylan, um, the Leipzig goals were. But definitely out of nowhere and um, probably could have been prevented. Even the one they scored for us, Jaden? Yeah, even the one that <laughs> definitely could have been prevented. I don't even know what he's doing. I don't even know what yeah, he's doing. Yeah, I don't know, bro. I don't know. But, um, I, I think, um, like you I think it was, um, Kemi, did you did you just say that the Leipzig are not normally defensively strong? Or, or uh, no, don't you, you did. Well, I think they struggle against like English teams. Um, like they conceded five to us last year. I think um, and and losing their two main centre backs, um, Konate and Upamecano, um, to to Liverpool and, and Bayern respectively. I think that they're gonna, I think they're gonna struggle to get out of the group because they're just like props to to Nkuku or Nkuchu, however you pronounce his name. Uh, they were class finishes, but I think um, I think City just got too carried away going for goals. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like one thing like I, I want to ask you all a question is that as much as Man City still scored six goals, but they still considered three. Like, do you see that as a problem in the future? Um, Jonesy, not not personally. I think um, as you as you saw in in the Premier League, they're looking like strong defensively, and you've still got Stones to come back. Um, did he start this morning? I don't. No, I think it was Ake. No, it was, yeah, it was Ake. 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 Yes. I didn't think Ake. he did, but I wasn't yeah, too sure um, if I just missed him. But um, like you've still got Stones to come back to to partner alongside Ruben Diaz, who was, um, like that was their main like center center back partnership last year. Um, I think that they'll be fine. Like they, I, Kyle Walker didn't play this morning. Um, like I think I think they'll be fine to 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 keep up defensively with a lot of teams. I just think that they were lapsing, scoring six goals, scoring as many goals as they were. I think they just had a bit of a lapse in concentration. Yeah, well, you could definitely see that Concello there was more of an attacking defender compared to Kyle Walker. They definitely missed him down the right flank. But um, 
Cancelo played great too. He he was a good attacking yeah. outlet. Yeah, going forward, he was he was yeah. great. That's for in defence, sure. not not so well, but in attack, he played great. Yeah, I think um I think that the city have a lot of options going forward. It was good to see Foden get some minutes. Yeah. Um, but I think that I think the KDB just playing um like and Kemi, you can you can probably attest to this, but the impact that he has on the team is just mm-hmm. insane. Like he. It's like the whole team just lifts in quality and and motivation when he's on the pitch. Yeah, I think that De Bruyne just like <clears throat> typically he can just find spaces on the pitch that the other midfielders can't. And I obviously say that in, in a respectful way. Um, but yeah, I mean you're right, Jaden. Everyone just seems to sort of lift because they can just expect so much of a player like KDB, and he just, that's why he's just such a pivotal point of City's success. Is because um, yeah he's it's, it's it's definitely not a one man show obviously but um, he yeah he is he is a major talisman for us especially going forward yeah and, and it's sort of the same situation with with Chelsea though like we spoke about the depth and you look at Grealish starting playing as well as he has to start the season like Jonesy said you got Jesus killing it on the right Ferran mm. Torres looking like a a very, very decent number nine um, in Pep's system. And you just wonder where he's going to find minutes for. Mares, um, Foden, KDB. Like, obviously, KDB is going to start, but you've got Bernardo Silva as well. And it's like, you just wonder where he's going to find these minutes. Um, hey, yeah, hey, no, but Jesus has been starting the right. Well, that's, um, what, yeah, I, that's what I mean when I, when, I mean, when Jonesy asked me before, like, what does, what does so much depth mean for a side? I mean, that's a perfect example there, Jaden. I mean, where do you find the minutes for these um, brilliant players that would that would start in any other team. Yeah, one hundred percent. I think that I think that I don't envy Pep at all, um, no. for sure. Having that many that many options, but um, Kemi, you mentioned Milan, um, yeah. how they upset your day. It yeah. was looking like it was going to be a positive result at halftime, though. Yeah, I think like um, Liverpool started brilliantly, right? Like um, they had probably three or four chances that you know, could have ended up with more than the one goal that they had in that opening 20. Um, but look, man, Fita Tamori out there at the back for Milan was, was brilliant uh, in that first half. Um, yeah, look, it was exciting to go into halftime 2-1. I mean, when you go in at halftime 2-1 against a team like Liverpool with the amount of history that's between those two teams. And remember, they haven't played each other since that massive game there, so... Um, it's it's been a long time, and you couldn't help but feel so so excited. So for me, on a personal level, to go up to one, I'm like, yes, it's happening. We're going to take three points away here, and then freaking Henderson of all people pops up in the 70 <laughs> minute <laughs> and just bangs it home. Oh, yeah, it's disastrous. But like, you've got to be proud of your team. Like, it's a very hard job to go to Anfield. So yeah, oh yeah, but um, 100. Like it was. I think Henderson needed to score that goal because if he didn't, he was going to get blasted for sure. He was going to get absolutely blasted because he was at fault for those first two goals that Milan scored. He was he was so, so lazy tracking back. I was like, mate, are you a centre midfielder or are you a striker trying to get back? I think I can feel I can feel the steam coming off Jonesy's face right now. I can see it right now, bro. Yeah. He, is, <laughs> he is not happy with this. But I look. I personally watching those, I just thought that the Henderson um, was at fault for the first two goals. And obviously, Jonesy's going to disagree because he's Henderson's his favourite player. But 
It's all right. Jonesy, mate, you Liverpool supporter. Um, you want to you sort of half break it down for us, mate? What were your takeaways? Um, well, look, firstly, I want to say that Liverpool and Milan, what a, like it's got some history. Uh, and it was I expected nothing different, to be honest. I knew it was going to be a wild game. Just because of Istanbul, then they beat us two years later at Greece, and like they were playing tonight or this morning, sorry. And it was three. I think first half, like, we started off brilliant. Like we really, I think that's the best we've started off a game this season. Mm. And it was a different lineup. It was a really different lineup. Like I, did, I when I didn't see Van Dyke, I was like, okay, like this is, <laughs> this is different. But I think yeah, from that first thirty-five minutes, like we. If we finished our chances, we could have blown that game like straight away. Like we, yeah, we could have blew, blew like sure. Milan off the park. But look, Milan, like as Cam stated, Tomori, he was fantastic. He was unreal. But I think Liverpool switched off from the thirty-five minute to half time, and everyone in the world knows what happened. Like two goals in quick concession. Like I, I really don't agree with you that it was Hendo's fault in both goals. I'm not saying that the one jump. I've watched like, I've watched those goals probably about 40 to 50 times to try and figure out like why you reckon Hendo was at fault. And I think the, the first goal, Milan, like it was well worked from the sense that like the Milan centre midfielder split Keita and Fabinho so well that it got them on it got us on the back foot straight away. And then you notice our defense was Matip and Trent were like Two or three meters. Yeah, but where's Hendo? Pardon? But where's Hendo then? Hendo He's said not an attacking midfielder. I break this down. I really, this is my opinion. He had a player on his outside right shoulder, and he had the player in front of him with the ball. The man the was running is, back. He was too slow. He was just jogging. Yeah, in that situation, Hendo you have to there. go to the man with the ball. You have to go to the man. The with thing the is, what why is Fabinho and Keita getting split? Like, and they were they were fairly close together. But at least they're same back. Time, the thing is, balls go past the midfielders fairly easily, but why was the defence very disjointed? Like, they were at two different levels in the field, and hence why anti-Rebic was on site. If Gomez and Andy Robbo were up with Matip and Trent, then he would have been offside. But I still think Allison. it was pretty obvious where Rebic was going to shoot. And I think maybe he, he should have stopped that potentially, yeah. But look, Hendo's goal is sublime. I have to say, it's like, <laughs> like, like that's Gerard Esque. Like, I was just, assuming, I watched, it, I watched the fall to him. It fell to him. I was like, this is ever going Rosette or hit the back of the net, and it just glided in. And I was, it was, it was an absolute cracker. It, it was, was an amazing. absolute cracker, man. But I will say, sorry, sorry, Dill. Sorry, this last thing I want to say is that if it ended three two days in Milan, it still would have been an incredible game. Oh, what a game it was, too, man. Um, although Hendo's copping a lot here from his defensive errors and um, and he's copping some some god comments off Jonesy here about his absolute stunning goal, I feel like um, Trent Alexander Arnold had a cracker of a game too, though. Getting um, getting good balls across the edge face of the box, he's um, getting he's scored. Yeah, own goal. Uh, well, no, uh, yeah, whatever. It was. Off it was target. off Trent. It was yeah, off. It was, it off, was target. off Trent. It was off target. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was off target, but it was good. Good that he's getting back into it. Um, Kimmy, what about um Milan's goals? How do you think they came about? Well, I think I know that Jaden's mentioned Henderson. Um, I think it's almost like a domino effect of what happened with Liverpool for both of those goals. Um, 
we spoke about the other week that Trent is so, so good about at going forward, but sort of lapses in defence when they get hit on the counter. And I think that's what happened. Um, but like Jaden has said about Henderson, like it's almost a domino effect. I mean, if you've got holes in the middle of the park, it just sort of filters through, right? So, um, and I think that's what happened on the counter because you see for Rebic's goal, um, TAA was, was a couple of metres off where he needed to be. And it was almost like he was jogging. So, but I mean, he's such a threat going forward. So you'd never hold it against him, right? But yeah. um, but no, nah, him, him and Robbo were, were both great this morning, I, I thought. But oh, Robbo nearly scored a banger. Yeah, he did. Yeah, oh, yeah. what a shot! Yeah. No, it was um, it, like look, like Jonesy said, Ooh. fully agree. Um, no matter what way that game went, it would have been a, an awesome game to watch. So, like, just want to really say real quick before I um, before I move on, uh, on on the Robbo shot, like obviously it was a handball. That's a horrible penalty technique from Salah. I hate people that just blast it and just hope for the best. So, like, mate, like it's gonna work half time, and half time it's not. Yeah, I do agree with you there. Like a few weeks ago, we spoke about Salah and I said to him, like, he steps up for the occasion and you just, you just get that feeling as he steps up, you think, this isn't going in. He just, I just had a feeling <laughs> it wasn't going in. And, like, I think the AC Milan keeper still, still had a pretty good game, like, in general. So he's, he's a pretty good keeper to replace Donnarumma. Yeah, mate, mate no one's good. Um, but, um, boy, Jones, you mentioned Donnarumma. Um, PSG but against Club Bruges. They had um, their Fab 3 start. Now, there's a lot of, of uh, headlines going around saying that they couldn't score, this and that. They weren't good. They flustered. They, they, they failed to, to do their job. And I get that. But I thought that they were still phenomenal. I thought they created plenty of chances. And I think it just didn't really happen for them, um, which is going to happen some days. But I, th- I think that they really looked good together. Um, it's unfortunate that Mbappe... Um, went down with an injury, but I think that if they can really just start to get some minutes together and find, because sometimes it does take that that few games to really start to gel together. I think that once they start to gel together, they're going to look like a real, real force, um, which they is, which they are, because they've got they've got Potts, they've got a great manager, they've got Donnarumma, they've got a great midfield. Um, shout out to Ander Herrera, the Manchester United goat. Um, <laughs> He's got a better better left foot than Messi. Mate, we have Fred start and he said, you know, I'm not going to get into that. Um, yeah, I know. But I just thought PSG, they didn't work out for him, but they, I thought they still looked good. Um, Dylan, mate, did you manage to catch the game this morning or? Yeah, no, I seen bits and pieces. There was, um, they had a lot of chances in and around the box there. Um, Messi had an, oh, an absolute class shot that, that struck the crossbar. Yeah, that was, um, that, imagine that. That would have been a dream for him to score that. But um, I guess only one best player in the world can score on their first Champions League game for their new club. Um, Instead, <laughs> <laughs> um, still lost. Yeah, I know. Except we're the ones that lost three points instead of two. Um, no, nah, but I reckon that's um, it really sucks there for PSG because that's a, that's a game that they should – well, definitely are expected to win. Um, and not getting those three points really sucks for them. Yeah, I do agree with both years. I reckon, like, PSG still played phenomenal. And, yeah, like, as Dill just said, like, the three points, like, it's it's a weird game that they drop points in, to be honest. But as much as Club Bruges, like, overly, like, they didn't really dominate, but they got some shots away. And they had some chances to potentially take three points. It was an unexpected game. Yeah, you can't take anything away from. I don't think. I think, no, like I said, Josie, they 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 were there for the full ninety. I think, and they yeah. they still deserve the point. I think 
um, we've mentioned the front three for PSG. I think that, like you said, Jade, like the world's smashing them for drawing one all. But um, I would tend to agree with you. I mean, it's sort of at bits and pieces you watch and you go, oh, it's not really working. But for the majority of it, it did work before Mbappe went off. So, um, yeah, I think I think it's just a short-term thing. I mean, you've got to give Poch a chance to to get those players to fit the system. I mean, they didn't, they weren't at full strength today anyway. So, no. um, have to see what happens moving forward for PSG. Um, Bay and Barca. Barca are in some um, some some oh. tough times at the moment. Um, Sergio Aguero even came out the other week and said about the training um, mm. regime at, at Barca. I mean, he's he's used to City getting there a couple of hours before the session starts. He's there an hour before and the lights are off in the gym. Like, what what is yeah. happening at Barca at the moment? Look, I think they're in shambles, like off the field, and it's reflecting on the field. Like watching that game, like I just feel is that Barca's spine is the worst it's ever been, and like they they, they had no shots on target. I, so, I think I think that's down to like did you like they've start they're starting um, Luke De Jong up front, like that's yeah. not a Barca type of or Braithwaite even like and Braithwaite's okay, but he's not. A Barca player, it's like like when no. I'm a United fan, it's like you talk about it, it's like you, they're not United quality or United DNA, and they're not Barca quality. Like I think no. it's not all like you said, it's 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 all it's like it's doom and gloom, but I think it's all doom and gloom. Um, like they've got Pedri, such a young, like he's probably one of the best young prospects in the league right now. Like cool. in the world, sorry, in the world, yeah, yeah, in the they world, got, they sorry. got Frankie. They got, Frankie. Frankie, they got Frankie de Jong still. I love that class, kid. Class young midfielder. I think that they're, yeah, just starting, they're going through a period where a lot of their players are getting older. Um, and I think that Real Madrid is sort of going through the same. A lot of their players are getting older. Messi left, obviously, such a big piece. I think that the financial um, weight that they have on them right now is just, just caused them to panic a little bit. I don't think that they're well run. Um, by is it What's his name? Um Juan, Le- Juan Laporte or something. Um, whoever, oh. whatever, whatever the um, Barca chairman's name is. Um, yeah, Kemi, Juan Laporta. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, I just think that they're, they're not very well run. And I think that De Jong was a, a panic signing, to be honest. Yeah, well, that was on deadline day as well. But mm. enough on Barca. Like, Bayern was still very good. They like they. I reckon yeah. like, they would have beat Real Madrid. Like, they were very good today. Oh, I like that game. Sorry, and that um yeah. that young kid, uh, Musiala. Musiala. Oh, whatever. He he's still yeah. He, so he's, class. He's a good. Watch him in the next four up ten years. Yeah, and I know we talk about um like young prox, prospects and stuff a lot, but um Robert Lewandowski. And I know oh. the goals. I know the goals were one of them was sort of like a poacher's goal, but I want to say. Um, however, I don't know how old he is exactly. Thirty-one or 30. I know, yeah, I know he's sort of, I know he's sort of getting on, but best finisher in the world at the moment. I can agree with that. Yeah, he is phenomenal yeah, in the box, good. man. He yeah. is so good in the box, and Bayern are looking good this year. Yeah. They look good the last two years, and and they've got a yeah. good manager, yeah. and, and like they've lost Flick, obviously, who was was class as a manager, but they've got um, I'm gonna butcher his name, Nagelsmann. 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 Nagelsmann, there you go. I, he was great for Leipzig, and I think he, he moved at the right time. Um, he's inherited a great squad with plenty of young depth. And I think that, that for the next five to ten years, Bayern is going to be a massive, massive force. I don't really well, see Well, they just want to attack. They, they just want to attack. They have the yeah, players 100%. to attack. 
And when you have the manager that, that, that brings that philosophy and brings mm-hmm. that style of play, I mean, you, you can see how successful it is and they will be successful again this year. It's because they know how to put the ball in the back of the net. It's as simple as yeah. that. And it's so good to watch too. It is so good to watch. That's what I mean. That's what, like Lewandowski is, is a, just a brilliant player for people to watch. Like no matter who he's playing, whether it be bottom of the table, top of the table, Champions League first round match, like he's always up for that. He's always up for it. And as you said, Dylan, he's just so, so good in the box. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Like, he's just that striker that can score with his like both feet or head. He's always in the right place at the right time. Like as you stated, Cam, like the goals though, it just he was just in the right spot. And as much as they were poultry goals, but yeah, I think it makes their like it makes their fullbacks look so good as well because they can just find him because they know that he's going to get there. Yeah, like we saw Alfonso Davies, he had another another cracker of the game. Yeah. Um, speaking of goals. Um, lads, I think we should move on to goal of the week. Um, I'll go last because I went first in the last episode. Um, Jonesy, mate, do you want to do you want to open us up with your your goal of the week? Yeah, so there was there was a couple of good strikes and well composed goals, but I'm going to go for a different goal this week. And he plays for Ajax, and he's I'm going to butcher his name, but it's Bergwijn, Bergwijn, Bergwijn or something. Yeah, Bergwijn. I know. Yeah, some goal. The way he touched through that defense and the way he slotted that was like he just does that at training every day. It, it just that was one of the most composed guys I've ever seen. So that's yeah. my pick for the week. Yeah. Um, mine, mine for this for this round, it's going to have to be because I love midfielders scoring absolute bombs. It's going to have to be Hendo. I, I don't like don't like Liverpool at all, but I, I love those type. <laughs> the boys are fuming, except for Jonesy, he's loving it. No, nah, it's a typical midfielder bomb, man. I actually love watching midfielders score goals like that. That was my second shout. It was very close. Uh, oh, I love it, though. Strong. It's an absolute bomb. There's a sledge on my Unreal. All right, well, Milan ruined me morning, and now Dylan's just ruined me night. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, my goal of the week is going to have to go to Jack Grealish. The way that he, oh. the way, the way that he took the ball on the sideline there, you just... I think as soon as he got that ball, he knew he was going to goal, right? Like, yeah. Um, at some finish as well. Like, he's he's in some form at the moment, getting these consistent minutes. So, I'm going to go with Jack. Yeah, that's fair enough, Kemi. Um, I'll go for a City player as well. Um, yeah, Cancelo with some strike. Oof. Um, you see it a lot from from the um, City City backline. Like, you see Walkers hit a couple throughout the years and, and, and Cancelo gets amongst the goals. And it was just some finish, like... Yeah. Like I think the commentator actually said it was like a like a like a golf swing. It just went up and down sort of thing. It was just like just slightly up and then slightly down. It was just yeah, it was good to watch. That's for sure. Um, actually, young esque. No, not <laughs> young esque. <laughs> um, but I think for for a new segment um, for the Champions League, we're going to be doing um, Player of the Week. Um, so I'll start us off on this personally. And I know that, that I'm probably going to get smashed for this, but I thought Jude Bellingham was absolutely phenomenal. And I don't want to be too quick to get on the on the bandwagon, but he has to look like one of the best young English midfielders currently going. Like he's just seen Joe's left, and he's just carrying the workload for, for Bruce Dorman. Yeah, no, that's a that's a good pick, Jaden, because I actually had him when we were thinking about this. He was on me in my top three for this week. He, okay. he was great, like I said. So um, good. 
I'm going to go with Sebi Heller, Ajax. Oh, um, he's so good. Yeah, he didn't he didn't have too much to do with with a couple of his. I know, I know he, he scored <laughs> this morning. He didn't have too much to do with some of them, but he's just right spot, right time for me. Brilliant. Brilliant yes, yes. Yeah, br- brilliant performance. Oh, oh, that takes me on to my pick, Lewandowski. Man is class. He's, he's aging like fine wine, and Run. he's just absolutely he's still killing it. What? Which which goal? Which which goal? Play play the way. Way. It's play oh, of the week. I'm a dumbass. I'm a dumbass. No. <laughs> what are you doing, bro? He said goals, and then I was like, no, I'll apologize. He said goals. This guy is calling his shots and forgets oh, his shots, mate. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. No. No. It's all right. No, Lewandowski's my man. <laughs> my man of the match week. Oh, yeah. Okay. Right. No, I think, well, Oz, f- funny you say that, Jaden, because Jude Billingham was my, he was my number one. Like, yeah. but rightly so. Yeah. As, as much as you've like you've you, you've chosen him now, okay, well, my number two is going to be a man. His name's Jordan Henderson. He put in an absolute <laughs> shift this morning, and I'm not just saying that because, yeah, I know Cam's a Milan fan, and I just want to say like he got me in the match this morning. He finished the game with 90% passing accuracy. He didn't get dispossessed the entire game, if you didn't notice, and you just know week in, week out, you're going to get 100% from him. And once again, Cam, he scored an absolute screamer. And I'll, I'll, I'm literally going to fall asleep with that goal tonight. And, yeah. Anyways, boys. So, so <laughs> alive, so, but I won't I'm sleep. so disappointed. Hendo, oh, baby. You love Hendo. Scoring bangers out here, man. All right. Yeah. All right. We're going to go through the groups now. Um, and we're going to just give our, our pick for um for who we think is going to go through. Um, so Group A, we've got City, PSG, Club Bruges, and Leipzig. Obviously, I think the City and, and PSG going through. I think City will top the group. Um, I think they're just too dominant. Um, Kemi, mate. Yeah, I'm going to echo uh, what you say, mate. Too dominant. City, PSG for me. Yeah. I agree. I agree with you. Both of you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, think that, I think some of these are going to be relatively, like, pretty obvious. Self-explanatory. But Quick like, and easy. How good. You got a couple. All right. Liverpool, Atletico, Porto, and Milan are, are group B. I'm going to go. Um, you boys be careful who you pick here because I'm, I'm well, fragile. Kenny's not going to be happy, but I think that Liverpool, and I'm actually going to go Porto. I like what I saw out of him against Atletico Madrid. <laughs> He's not happy, eh? Um, no, I'm going at Liverpool and, and Porto. I just like what I saw out of him against Atletico Madrid. I think that they're, they're going to have enough quality to get through anyway on the right results. Jonesy? Yeah, yeah. Like I think this is the toughest group out of all of them. Yeah. I, being a Liverpool fan, I was very stoked to see Atletico and Porto draw. Like I, I, I think everybody expected Atletico to win, but Porto always been that dark horse in the last few years. Like they can punish the big teams. Like they're, they're not easy. Like they're they're pretty hard to play against. And after the this morning's result, within the AC Milan perspective, I still think that they have a point to prove. And I wouldn't write them off because, once again, like, they've got that European, like, giant field coming back. And once, like, as much as they came to Anfield, a lot of teams are going to struggle to go to the San Siro. Yeah. So, but overall, I think Liverpool and, oh, I'm going to say Milan scrape in. I reckon by yeah, like one, oh. one I am, I am. I'm not trying to suck up to Cam, but, you know, Hendo's got a score. All, right. All right. Just once again, Cam, sorry, bro. Yeah, I'm gonna have to agree with Jonesy. I reckon Milan scrape in as well, and Liverpool definitely top their group. Yeah, I'm gonna, 
I'm going to definitely agree with what you said, Jonesy. Porto, definitely the dark horse. Um, and that group is definitely the group of death. For As sure. When the, when the draw went out, I go, oh, my God, Milan are in the group of death once again. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go yeah. Liverpool, Milan as well. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. All right. Group C, we got Ajax, Dortmund, Basquitas, and Sporting Lisbon. I think the two currently on top, I think Dortmund will close, uh, top the top the, lead, uh, the group, and I think Ajax will, will go second. Yeah, see, this is this is like another tricky one because despite Dortmund won against Besiktas, like Besiktas still look not bad. Like they look they like didn't. they could pull off a result. And like I, I didn't expect if like Ajax to get five goals against Sporting because Sporting like they're not a bad side either. But I, yeah, I'd, I'd, it'll be very close that one. I reckon. Do you reckon they beat Ajax? I don't know because like they've got Pjanic, like they got. Batchewai and I, I I feel like Dortmund will top the group because Harlan and Jude Bellingham they carry, and what I think Besiktas might just get through as well. That's my opinion. Mm, fair enough. Be a surprise. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go Dortmund top this group, then Ajax come in second, boys. Ah, oh, fair enough. Fair enough. Kemi, mate, thoughts? Man, if if Ajax can get the ball in those areas consistently, Ajax top the group. You reckon top it? You reckon if, top I, it? I, I ask, if 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 Ice can get the ball forward as good as they did this morning, I think they'll top the group. So I'm going to go Ajax Dortmund. Do you think Ajax can stop Harlan and do Billingham though? Look, probably not, bro. But we'll see. <laughs> we'll see what happens. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, all right, that's, no, mate. Great insight, Kemi. Um, all right, Group D. I don't want to spend too much time on this because I feel like it's it's a rather self-explanatory group. But shout out to Sharif Tiraspol. Um, they're the first. Um, Maldovian team to qualify for the group stages, and they 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 won the first game, boys. Um, they actually always great to see well. teams like that. Always great to yeah. see teams like that make it. Yeah, they played really well against Shakhtar. I was actually impressed. Um, but I think that at the end of the day, Real Madrid and Inter are just going to go through. Um, despite Inter losing a few key players, I think they're just going to be they're just going to have too much quality um, for Shakhtar and and Sharif to really keep up. I can't agree with you there. And like, look, shout out to Sharif because that Adama Traore goal was incredible. Yeah. But Shakhtar and Porto, as I mentioned before, Porto's like that dark horse too. Shakhtar can, as much as they, they drop two points, or three points, sorry, that they can still be that dark horse as well. So in, into Milan, like they, they could be in trouble a little bit here. Well, I feel like, I feel like they, um, they, they come second and Real Madrid come first, boys. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good shout out, Dil. I like your picks, mate. Same I as mine, so I like them. I think Real Madrid. Quick and simple, mate. And... Quick and simple. Quick and... Yeah, that's good, Dil. Um, <laughs> for me, for me, Real Madrid and Inter, but um, definitely Jonesy, again, agree with you. Shakhtar are a team that don't seem to go away. They always push it to the end of the game, um, to the end of the, the group stages. So um, see what happens there. Uh, group E, uh, Bayern Munich, Benfica, Kiev, and Barca. For me, I think it's oh, – I think it's – I've been buying top that group for sure for me. Oh, without a doubt. Um, Everyone can agree on that. Um, look, Barca are in trouble. Um, if they don't sort it out, I don't think they're going to make it through this year. Um, I didn't see the Benfica game this morning, but I'm going to go initially. Obviously, there's a long way to go. I'm going to go Bayern and Benfica. 
Oh, no way. I was, I was going to pick the same. I thought I was going to finally be the odd one out. No, nah, I'm going to have to agree with you there, Cammy. I'm yeah, going to have to go. What do you mean, finally, the odd one out, Dylan? What do you mean, finally? <laughs> the odd one out. Right. Because, because I'm going like third, and, and someone's already said what I'm going to say, and I'm just saying the same as them. Yeah, but but nah, we're I'm always going to agree. Yeah, no, nah, it doesn't matter. I'm going Bayern and Benfica. Yeah, that's, that's a good shout, boys. And I think it's, it's definitely Bayern Toppen, and it's just going to become between Benfica and uh, Barca. But I. I'm going to pick Barca only because they're doing really well in the, the La Liga. And I think that they can beat teams that they have a little bit more quality. Like you get Aguero possibly starting uh, with Depay. And, and and you get a couple other players back because I know they're missing a couple. I think they might have enough quality to beat Benfica out. Oh, yeah. I do agree with Jaden, But I, I, I will say Benfica won't be far behind. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I think it'll be really, really close. Um, but speaking of close groups, boys... Um, and I hate to say it, Group F, <laughs> Young oh, Boys, Atlanta, Villarreal, and United. Now, I think United are going to win the next five games. Obviously, bias, sure, but um, I do think that we have enough quality to to beat the next next five, win the next five games. So I'm going to go United to top it, and I'm going to go uh, Villarreal to make the make it through to the group, the uh, knockout round. I think Jonesy and Cam should take a screenshot of this. This is terrible seeing United oh, at the bottom of that horrible. of that group. But um, I think the two that go through here is United and Villarreal. Fair shout. Yeah, Fair I, th- this is another tough group, I reckon, because you got Atlanta, who are a consistent top four Serie A side, and Villarreal. Good team too. But like, I think people aren't really, like, they think oh, you know, I was going to easily top it like that. You got two other hard teams in there, and like no one expected Young Boys to win. So I don't know. I think. Uh, I think Man United well, finished second at that Atlanta finished first. I reckon they're gonna because Atlanta can punish us, man. Like they're they're a dangerous side. Fair shout, fair shout. Emmy, man. Yeah, I think um, I'm gonna go. I think United top of the group, um, but I'm gonna echo what Jonesy said. Although they've struggled with the first couple of games in the Serie A, I think Atlanta squeeze in, and I think they finish second and go through. Um, mm. Next group: Red Bull, Sevilla, Lille, and Wolfsburg. Um, for me, oh, this is tough actually. This it is, is very tough. tough. Um, yeah. Oh, I'm not sure. First glance, I think probably Red Bull and Lily. Is it Lil? 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 Sorry, Lil. I was gonna. Yeah. I didn't want to call you out on it. Yeah. No, nah, it's fine. Um, yeah, I only got Red Bull and Lil. Really? Okay. Um. Oh, I look. Salzburg got a lot of quality. Um, like the, one of their strikers come out today and said, "My teammates call me Halan, but but a better finisher." <laughs> I was like, "That's a, that's a lot of that's a lot of confidence um, from Fresh a young up. kid." And and out of Yemi, um, I pr- probably Bob butchered his name, but he was class. Um, he's a, a young German player. I think that I think Salzburg's going to come second, and I think I think Sevilla will top the group. I think Sevilla win the Europe, Europa League last year. Oh, I think they can have enough quality. Man, I just didn't Top pick the them because they're just typically the Europa League side, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to go Salzburg and Sevilla too. Um, well, Salzburg without Timo Werner, they're actually going to score goals. So, that's nah, good. They're, they're, they're going to top it, I think. That's so not lasting, bro. Timo, Timo Werner? Werner? Who yeah. did he play for? Didn't he play for Red Bull? 
Yeah, Red Bull's like a it's like a Leipzig. Fans, like, they they have, they have like multiple different teams. Leipzig and there's New York. Red Bull. Well. Yeah, there's a, there's they're like a um, they're like a like a business group. Oh, please, almost. okay, please, I've stopped up here. Please, I've stopped up here. And you said yeah. Sevilla. It's this is just a remind. This is just a good reminder to everyone that this is all raw. There's no edits or anything. Yeah. <laughs> Dylan mucks up. He mucks up. Oh. Man says Timo Werner played for Salzburg. Wait, well, at least they're an Austrian team. And, at least I'm not bringing the boys to a segment and then going back on it two seconds later. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Nah, Salzburg and Sevilla. Sevilla. Yeah, yeah, that team. To finish off Group G, I'm. So Wolfsburg's currently undefeated in the Bundesliga, and I think yeah they're, they're top of the table, four, four wins for four games, and they are, they are in a tricky group. And can they balance that good form with the Champions League? We we'll wait and see. But I think Wolfsburg finish second and Seville finish first. Fair enough. All right, lads. Group H, the last group. We got Juve, Chelsea, Zenit, and Malmo. Um, I think it's going to be pretty self-explanatory. Like, obviously, Zenit, I think, could be a dark horse with how well they played for, against Chelsea. Um, but I think it's definitely just Chelsea top, Juve second. Kemi? Yeah, mate? after seeing... Oh, uh, no, Dil, you mate, go for no, it. After seeing, after seeing Juve's first game, you can't really say that they don't go through. They killed it without Cristiano Ronaldo. Um, Have you seen him in the, in the Italian league, mate? Yeah, not doing too well. They, 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 they lost three and drawn one. They they sit in seventeenth. <laughs> Sucks to suck. Um, nah, I'm gonna <laughs> to... <laughs> nah, it doesn't matter. Juve and Chelsea go through for me. <laughs> agreed, agreed. Sucks what to he suck. Mean? He says, "I got, I got a mate that, that listens to this. It's a massive, massive Juve fan. He'll listen to this on his walk, and he'll be oh, crazy. No. He'll be absolutely well, crazy. Wait, win is win, and losers lose. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> it's a big Back call. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kemi, <laughs> mate, take us um, through, mate. I, got, I think um, you're right. I think uh, they definitely gave Chelsea a game, Zenit. Yeah. Um, I, oh, look, I, I, unfortunately, I don't think it, it's enough. and I, I don't think they'll get through. I think Juve and Chelsea, but I, I don't know who's going to top that group. Um, I, th- I think probably Chelsea and then Juve, but I have to see what happens. Yeah. It's yeah, it's it's blatantly obvious who's gonna come first or second, but it's just a matter of who comes first or second. But yeah, right. I think I think overall Chelsea will I think they this year, as we've stated earlier, that their their depth are just it's a bit more than Juventus, especially and Juventus not going so well in the league, I think that makes them come second as well as Chelsea comes first. But this win against Malmo could boost Juventus. You just don't it know. It could. So it could. That's for sure, one hundred percent. Could even kickstart their season. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, so who who wins then, eh? We're going around to who, who wins. wins. Who, ooh. Oh. I um, I'll start if you don't mind, boys. For me, if you say United. Be, no, I don't. I look. We are contenders. I don't think we'll win though. Um, like obviously we've got Mister Champions League, so we'll be contenders. Um, <laughs> tell me, I'm not. You Mister Champions League. Bro, John Henderson plays Liverpool. We talking oh, about? my God. Um, <laughs> well, obviously, you got your contenders. Like, you've got Chelsea, United, um, Bayern. But for me, the two teams from Group A, City and PSG, I think I think those two are my 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 biggest contenders. I'm actually, and it pains me to say it, because I've had to go on episode five and say City's going to be the league, like the team to beat for the league. I just think that City's going to be the team to beat. 
um, this year. Like, they made it last year. I think they're actually going to get over the hump. Hopefully, Pep doesn't overthink things. I'm going City. It pains me. That's for sure. Don't think I'm saying this out of out of like happiness, Jonesy. I'm saying I don't like it, but I'm saying it. Dylan, mate. He's, yeah, he's not wrong. I, it actually <laughs> both being United fans. Oh, and bro. A, and, bro, and having a look at City and see how high they are flying at the moment. Oh. It's it's a tough one. It definitely is between. So I think at the top there you got you got City and PSG, right? And then I think the two dark horses here are Chelsea, Chelsea and United, and then possibly Liverpool as well. <laughs> um, but I feel like City, City take it. Yeah, it's hard. This year's like I think there's probably about three or four teams that could win it. Like I think yeah, you've got to take into account that like Pep's can Pep get there again, like as well as like, can Bayern get there? Can PSG get this dream team? Firing, like, but I'm gonna go with a, a very biased decision. <laughs> oh no! And I'm I'm gonna say Liverpool take it out, but in terms of the Premier League, they won't like they'll. I'm gonna finish fourth, but if we make the Champions League final, I reckon Hendo is banging no, like 90th minute. That's all. I'm. Um, that's yeah. That's okay. my opinion. But okay. I, yeah, Liverpool can take it out. Bro, he's got to start first. <laughs> That's true. That is true. He's got to start. He has got to start. Harvey Elliott's injured now, so Hendo will play Jimmy, you're up. Okay. Uh, Milan. No, just. <laughs> um, Did you not say this morning? This man. Uh, <laughs> as wise as it comes. A, a guy can dream. A guy can dream. Um, oh. I think... Uh, Honestly, and I don't want to sound biased, um, no. I think City can do it again, and I think they can yeah. win it. Um, I, I think it, this is definitely the year to do it. Um, however, uh, just to take the supporter out of it, uh, if it's not City, I think Bayern. That's fair. Oh, they, good they, shout. They're, they're just too good in Europe, that. mate. They're just, they're, just, they're just too good in Europe competitions. They've shown that the last five years. Or, I mean, throughout the history, but the last five years especially. Um, yeah, I, I, just, I just think they're too good. Got a question for you, Cammy. So, Ferran Torres, is, he started off pretty well at striker. He seems to be pulling the strings. But do you think he can keep the consistent run, for example, up against the likes of a Sergio Ramos or a Van Dyke, like in the Champions League? Like, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think he can get City firing into Um, I think that into the final? it doesn't really matter who plays that role. I know you mentioned it's Torres at the moment. But I think in Pep's system the way that we move the ball forward, I don't think it really matters who is there. I think we're going to, we're going to get the ball in those areas anyway. Um, I mean, obviously physically he's not as good as those players you've just mentioned, Sergio Ramos, um, even BBD. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's obviously tough for him because he's still a kid. Um, but I, I think that Pep really compliments his players and he, and he sets that side up. Uh, although he's, of proven to overthink things in the past. Um, every everyone has a role and everyone knows their job. And I think Torres will do that. Man, you could put Bernardo Silva there and the man's gonna score goals. What a yeah. work rate. Yeah. Um, all right, well, there's some good insights. I think uh, I'm glad that no one said United. <laughs> they were contenders. We yeah, are no, yeah contenders. I'm glad, yeah. I mean, oh look, man, we've we've Ronaldo back there. I mean, it's his league, so that's um, true. 
anyway, well, that's I think that's um that'll do us for for our first Champions League episode. Um, like you said, a couple of upsets, so it's been a very exciting, exciting. Um, I mean, Milan went to Anfield favourites and, and lost. So. <laughs> <laughs> they were your favourites. Oh. <laughs> no. Um, anyway, um, Dad, you want to close this out? Yeah, mate, I'd love to. Um, it's been a pleasure, boys. Jonesy, mate, glad to have you here. Honestly, it was good. It was good to hear your um your opinion, especially being um someone that can ha- can push back on a Milan supporter. Um, I think if we let Cammy have free reign, he would have wouldn't have wouldn't have said too many unbiased things. But um, best team in the it, world, baby. It is what it is. Um, so we are three three blokes in lockdown. If you haven't worked out already, um, even for Champions League, we have no idea what we are banging on about. We're just here for some banner and beers. Um, we'll see you next time from the spot. <laughs>